0: monogamish podcast contains content intended for mature audiences the views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only please enjoy the show
1: hi ishes. i'm justina <laughs> and i'm kenji and, and we're, we're monogamish. monogamish and we are here today and of course we have to shout out our producer drew Yay! Hey, how you doing Drew? drew's in the house behind the scenes making all this good stuff happen and then today
0: oh my gosh i know Ma- i know just met you, and I love you we, already. We didn't I just feel. meet
1: you. You were supposed to be on our show a couple seasons yes, ago. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> but like getting to
0: know you, I'm sorry. Longer than the quick you right. know, talk that we had at the ranch. <laughs> yes. Right. But
1: So we have Sasha Fox from yes. Quiver here today, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be having personal talk and business talk, kind of a mix of the two, and we're excited to hear your story. So thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to meet you guys. Spend a little bit more time than yes, our quick Meeting that we had before, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that Drew had reached out before. And sorry it took me so long to get here. So. Get no. <laughs> no, but you came. On, I did. So we yeah, appreciate yeah. You. Thank you guys so Thank much.
0: you, thank you. I know, and it's your. We're popping your like podcast cherry. Yes, here. yeah. And so that's yeah. even yeah. better. My first time. Oh my gosh, that's you guys awesome.
2: got a great studio. Yeah, it's true. I have a few more of these
1: heck
0: yeah <laughs>
2: absolutely good
1: stuff watch once it's done you're gonna be like that's so much easier than I expected I know it's... I feel
2: like less nervous now so it's okay cool <laughs> yes and we get to see you later at the share yes, ball yes we'll be there tonight I'm so Cover happy super excited about it we'll have a booth in a little vendor alley so come to us oh yes oh, we, absolutely Yeah, we'll be going doing... live there tonight mm-hmm. TikTok yes. live I saw I was gonna ask you guys I saw that Santi had said something when he was on your podcast and I had I I was gonna ask you actually and see if you guys were gonna do that because that's super fun like, oh, Yeah. Awesome. It's yes. our first time. Yeah. Um, Ooh, see, yes, I know. Time I know. I know. Right.
1: <laughs> and it's cool so excited we'll be able to show people that can't attend the event yeah. what those events are like yeah. and what to expect. So. Oh gosh,
2: I'm sure there's so many questions that people have too that they're just like, oh, I'm not gonna go because I don't know what to expect. Like, so that would be super like insider information. Yes. Yeah. Right.
0: You know, it's mm-hmm. like the same thing. Like when we were going to the ranch the first time, I was like, oh my god, are we just gonna, like walk into an orgy or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, what do we do? What's going on? Yeah. but but I know, I know, we shall see tonight. So
1: yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes, fun. absolutely. Shareball is at Trax. Um, We're going to ha- be having them quarterly, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's it's been a real funny, a fun time. This is the second one. And so we'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, I we're know. It's yeah,
0: it's going to be packed. <laughs> right. And cannot wait. The so, share
2: brand is awesome in general. So They, they are. Right? Things. They are.
0: Yeah. I love saute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and Vera. They're <gasps> So
2: good people. They really are. So Sasha, tell us a little bit about you. How do you identify personally? Um, So I am bisexual Okay, and it has taken me a long time to uh, be able to say I'm bisexual and queer because I feel like um, for most people, I've been in a relationship with a man. So they think like I've had that stigma of, oh, you can't be. Um, queer if you're just bisexual or if you're in a relationship with a man you don't fit in these same boxes and not that we need to fit in a box but I've just understood that recently that about myself and that like it's okay to say Um, I remember um, realizing that I liked girls when I was like 10 or 11 and I only knew about straight or gay because Mm. my parents didn't talk to me about these things and I was like crap, I'm gay, you know, because I've, <laughs> I liked girls. Yeah, so I had always liked, liked boys at that age or whatever, you know. And right. I wasn't thinking that until I was, like, 13. And then I – started doing like sex ed in school and things like that and they talk about different things like bisexuality and I was like oh but that's really great because like girls are so cute and the boys are so cute and I thought I was (laughs) gay and I was like sad about it Mm -hmm. because I didn't have anybody to talk to and I didn't you know I didn't know so I was happy that at a young age I realized about myself but it took me until my 30s to be able to just really be who I am because my family wasn't accepting and things like that so were they religious or um yeah very catholic (gasps) okay like hispanic catholic culture oh wow. and so just deep yes <laughs> just deep. and so not accepting of that um i think that my mother had some own um th- some things happened to her when she was young that she just never really dealt with and ha- so she just never really talked to us about like sex and things that she should have mm. so um So anyway, so yeah, so that's how I identify. And then I am in a full-time DOP sub-relationship. Okay. And so my husband, his name is Jeremy, but I call him Sir. And so age appropriately, our kids know about that. There are certain things that... Are age appropriate to divulge. The older two are 19 and 14, so then you know they know a little bit more. But I grew up in that very closed environment, and where we didn't talk about things. So I learned by doing at a really yeah, young age, see? and I didn't really want that. So I like one of the things that I do as Sacha is go and talk to parents about how to actually talk to your kids openly about sex and sexuality, starting at a very young age, and that, that, is that starts amazing. really at birth and communicating your body parts and the appropriate terms and names for them, teaching disrespect and like consent and touch in general. Uh, My youngest is a toddler and they're the first one that will tell you, don't touch me. Um, Okay. I want, I will talk to you, but I would appreciate it if you stayed over there. I'm going to sit here and you can sit there. And that's because we have taught our kids that you have a right to your body, your choice, starting from birth you have body autonomy and I love that. as long as we're mm-hmm. communicating that with you and making you feel safe and comfortable speaking your boundaries there's nothing wrong with your kids saying I've had enough of you so if you need to talk to me can you stay over there and that's how we feel as adults sometimes so why why can our kids know the same thing so oh, like when it comes to it. like the bondage and um like our like dom sub dynamic like the two youngest obviously they don't really know anything about that what that means but um there is like my 19 year old has had questions and then as i'm doing quiver you know they have questions like oh well what is quiver what are these events you're doing so just talking to them openly but age appropriately Mm -hmm. right um and then you know now i know that some of my kids belong in this community or the lgbtq yeah, I always say it wrong a community <laughs> and that that's where we all belong in too. And I belong in that. Like I'm not your heteronormative type of person. I belong in this community too. And right. it took me like over 30 years to realize um, that how I feel and how I feel about myself and where I feel like I fit and belong matters. I wanted to make sure my kids always had that same freedom too. So mm-hmm. they'll talk to me about all kinds of things and sex mm-hmm. starting at an early age. That's appropriate for that age that people just think, oh, well, something's wrong. If they're, no, they're humans and human sexuality starts Mm -hmm. when you're self-discovering your body as a child, you know? And it's
1: almost our role as parents to break the stigma Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, you know, we've got to teach the next generation that, you know, as long as there's consent and everybody's on board and.
0: Good communication. Yeah. Respect.
1: that, That you can live how you choose to live. And it, there's, there's no way that we can break the stigma in our communities unless we're starting as parents with, with our ourselves. children mm-hmm. and, yep. and ourselves. I, all, yeah. all
0: of us had that, you know, childhood where, you know, our, our parents just didn't talk to us about it, yeah. right. you know, and it was just like this weird open thing, you know, but it was just like. I just want to know about sex. It's not, and it's
2: not like we don't know. Like, if it weren't for sex, humans wouldn't exist. So we know the parents are doing it. And sex is such a beautiful, natural thing, self-discovery, and like just all types of pleasure. Touches pleasure, you know. Right. It's just, it's so such different forms. It's not a bad word. It's not a dirty thing. And nudity isn't sexual unless you're choosing for it to be. Thank you. Right. You know, like it's just not. Thank you. Right. Hate clothes. I hardly wear them. And (laughs) if if that was inappropriate, like. I just, I don't know. I know so many families like that. Like we can't all be wrong, right? Right. It's it's not a sexual thing. So. I,
0: I saw that you don't wear a bra. My I wife doesn't wear a bra. I'm good good stuff. No, oh, after I got a hey,
1: breast reduction, I'm like, I spent enough money and went through enough torture
2: with those things that never again. No, I. Not part never of my wardrobe. Boobs, like, and so when I was done having kids, I bought mine. and Oh, I nice. Them. Yes. <laughs> yes. And one of the reasons was because I hate bras. They're so uncomfortable. So I right. right now I don't ever have to worry about that again. Good <laughs> stuff. Very nice. God, I was very small chested. I was like always fit so I didn't I never had like a lot of breasts and then when, you know, kids take a toll on you. So Right. When mm-hmm. I was done with them then i got the fake one and it was like seriously the same thing i'm like why should i cover my nipple that's really all a bra does like they don't move you know right. they move like where they're supposed to but they're not gonna go anywhere so what is what purpose is a bra suit like, <laughs> exactly awesome. I, my, <laughs> I know my, my kids don't wear bras because they're they're like you know for your boobs that's right. We, you know, yeah. Free the titty. right yeah all right i love it <laughs>
1: So when did you first lose your virginity or when did you start exploring? You knew you were bi, but then you then you went through that process of realizing that it was okay to be bi and that you could in fact, be attracted in, like, both men and women? Yeah. And then how did that transition into you
2: exploring sexuality? So I never didn't really do a lot with, like, girls when I was younger because they're just, like, you didn't talk about that or how mm-hmm. was I supposed to find the girls? I, I grew up in a small town of Salida in Cameron, mm. Colorado. And okay. So it was just, like... I didn't want people to think I was weird. I was already different. Like, people, like, it was hard growing in a small town. So I didn't want to do more to myself, you know? Right. So I I did start having sex when I was 15. But that was more because I just needed the attention I didn't get at home and, you know, daddy issues, whatever you call those. And (laughs) so I didn't really have those things that I needed at home. And so I thought that this was like, oh, this is what girls do. And th- like, if this is what boys want from me, I should give it to them. And so all these things that I learned and happened to me when I was younger is the reason why I created my persona of Satcha so that I can have the opportunity to talk to people and educate them so that their kids don't have like the same repeat issues. Or if they grew right. up like we did when we were kids, that they can have a safe outlet as well to be themselves and be comfortable just knowing who they are. And that they're not weird, and that they're not different, and that this is healthy, and that this is just human in general, and that we're allowed to be that way. And um, it it took me until after my divorce, really, to be able to branch out and discover and actually do these things. Um, I was with my ex husband since I was like I've since I was like sixteen. Oh, wow. And we were in a relationship since I was I think eighteen or nineteen, and then we started having kids really young, so. We didn't explore a lot of the things that I wanted to or that I had thought about because I didn't know how to talk to him. I didn't feel like he was really a safe person to be exploring, like, bondage with. You know, like, my marriage was abusive in itself. So that's not the type of person that you want to be doing those things with. Right. So... We did have like women a couple times because I love women and it was nice. And, but then. So you kind of were already non-monogamous on some level. Well, just in, in myself, you know, okay. but like, but we, but then we had threesomes. So I would not recall like that we lived like in a non-monogamous lifestyle. I feel like we dabbled at it, but again, it just wasn't the environment for that type of stuff when there's right. like jealousy and insecurity, mm-hmm. you can't have you know any gender in your relationship without that creating a problem and abuse and, and I abuse. think that's yeah. that's
1: a huge one because a lot of females will fall even with people that are considered to be kink and in the community there's a lot of predators out there that you have to watch for as well oh you yeah have to know those signs of oh he's t- trying to take advantage of me or he's especially when they break consent. I feel like that's the biggest thing. When you specifically tell them that you don't want something to happen and then they're doing it. You've got to pay attention to those red yep, flags because they can easily cross the line from a mutual benef- mutually beneficial kink to abuse.
2: Yeah, and a lot of the times our community like and the way that we are like a western society does teach uh, like women that we are here for men and so a lot of people that don't have that education and I think now it can be for boys or girls you know don't have that education from the time they're young they think well this is this is what I'm supposed to do. Like if I cared about this person, then I'll have sex with them even though I don't want to, but it's okay. Like they're not sure, like they have feelings maybe they do not want to, but they're like, well, everything else around me, society says this should be a safe situation. So I right. I meant to. And, um, I, and like I said, I didn't want to raise my kids in that same environment. I don't feel like that my parents always kept me safe from things that they could have kept me safe from because they didn't talk about or weren't aware, just didn't pay attention. Okay. And um, would you say that you always have that like submissive side? You knew that about yourself? I, yes, I always have. I've always been uh, self-sufficient, you know, like doing lots of things for yourself when you're younger, when you don't receive at home. I wasn't in like a neglectful house but it was abusive in other ways verbally emotionally my parents are just really disconnected never really they're supporting us in ways that would have been nice to have that support okay mm. um, my sister and I have different um, viewpoints on the way we're raised because it's there was a difference in the way we were. And um, so I, I just really never had the today felt like I needed as a child or the information or freedom to ask questions. Oh. So that carried through my marriage into my adulthood. And then after I got a divorce, um, I started seeing a man that was in an open marriage. I used to work with him professionally. And after I got a divorce, you know, he and I had already had like a friendship at work. And so, he said, hey, you know, you've asked me questions about this or whatever. And so, did you want to, you know, go try this lifestyle? So, I did. Wow. And um... – it was wonderful. He was really sweet to me, really, really kind, and he was my first DOM. So he did okay. teach me a lot of things that I didn't know. He's the first time I went to the Scarlet Ranch was with him. I had no idea this world existed, oh. and then once I experienced oh, yeah. it and saw it, I was like, "So he brought you wow. the community." Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He brought me the community. So I had the desire and the need and want I just had no idea that there was a world of people out there right that felt the same way yeah and I yeah and I didn't want like I don't want my kids to have to wait for that either you know like or Mm -hmm. or there's so many people in the community or that want to be in the community or just adults that don't know these things so um, I I, yes like we'll talk to like Groups of women and say, Ask me the questions, write them down on a piece of paper if you don't want to say it out loud, that you have always wanted to ask either another woman or just anything in general or say out loud that you have been afraid to either a woman issue, uh, anything that has to do with like anything in the whole wide world, sex, relationships, and they're almost always about sex and oh, relationships. Really? And like, I feel like this can't be. I can be the only person that thinks this way or feels this way and they just don't know. So they don't know. So then I can provide resources, you know, even if it's saying, Hey, come to the share ball tonight, right? You guys know, come on quiver and meet like-minded people in your area. You went on vacation. Why don't you see what's out there? If you want to do things that are away from home so that you don't have to mesh the two, if you want to explore in, a, in an environment mm-hmm. different than where you live, you know? That's our ultimate goal here, yes. too, at Monogamish, is we
1: wanna be that resource for you guys. So, you know, that's why we bring people on like Sasha or Sante or some of the other people that we had on the show that can be a resource. It can give you options where you can meet people online, it can give you options where you can come and explore a party. And the good thing about Share Party is, it's not a play party. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about coming into an orgy, No, but you could be hot and heavy and making out with somebody by the end of the night. No Mm -hmm. problem, but it's not a play party. So it's somewhere where you have, you know, the options of speed dating or, or, um, the icebreakers where yeah. you can get to know other people or get to know the community without feeling any pressure to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think the icebreakers are such a good opening to an event like that too, because yes, it will are. help people get more comfortable, whether it's just Absolutely. having the time and take it in the space and then in like conversation, enough time to have a drink before the main event start, right. whatever helps them unwind and relax. It's like a perfect opportunity. So I think those icebreakers are super good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But yes, being a
1: resource um you know for the community is what we're we're all here for i think it's a common exactly. goal of of yeah. us and a majority of the people that we have on the show so we appreciate you yeah.
0: how long have you been running your education business
2: um so it's it's not like such a business as it is just uh, opportunities um so i just find myself in situations where this is an okay. opportunity to happen. I just did a huge event with um, an off-road ladies group. And oh. one of the things that we did was a Q&A session. And that was pretty much what it was about, um, was just, like I said, asking the questions. Or I will get a group of young people together and we'll discuss different sexual issues that you need. Um, same thing with adults. So it's more of what is happening around me and where is opportunity for these education pieces versus something that I promote. Okay. You know, so like it would like, you know, I won't obviously be there, but like the share event would be an event that like would have an opportunity for a different type of speakers or something like that. Mm-hmm. If that were the case, then that would be like an opportunity for me to go and do these things. So uh, call me whatever you want in that regard. I say, an unofficially unlicensed, uh, like, relationship coach, coach, sex therapist, you know, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, if I had the time or resources to get the people together that would be needed, I would have a kink school because when, oh. I, when I came out into the kink community, which was, you know, like I said, after my divorce, when I first saw my first partner and I had my dom, um, I I realized there was so much that I didn't know or understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people are exploring kink for the first time, it's such a It's such a needed place. Like, it's such a needed thing. Yes, it is. Everybody wants to come and explore things safely outside of, um, like, a lifestyle event, like, where you can do it maybe in a private room. There are dungeons and things like that, but, like, usually you will have to bring your own things or you have to know the right people. So you can have teachers, per se, that you would know, like, in the different things. Like, I know lots of people that do like shibari and rigging and I, I know people that do all the things it's just how can we can come all together and provide these in a safe space as education pieces right so that would be like
0: under one roof yeah yes, yes. that would be like the
2: problem right now but it's an idea I've had for a while so I hope that I can maybe turn that into reality sometime oh um, my gosh that would be like great even with my partner when I first started exploring bondage and like a dom sub lifestyle there was a lot that we learned too together mm-hmm. that um weren't either intentional, you know, like instances of learning opportunities, but because he was still new too. So it's, it is kind of hard when you have two new people in a certain realm because neither oh, one yeah. of you really knows what, where to go with it, with it. or you yes. know, right. like, yes. you know, there are certain experiences and things that I think you learn when you're in like bondage relationships or certain lifestyles that you have to pan out. And I think it's, usually you can see like as a whole, like people that are in the bondage, we would all have similar um, experiences when we were uneducated, you know, when we were first starting on that lifestyle. So if there's something that could help to like keep you from these repeat experiences, the new generation of people into bondage and things like that, then we can educate sooner and help prevent some types of like um, safety issues or learning experiences or just enhancing the experience from the start versus waiting for you to figure it out later on, you know, so Mm -hmm. you can just work on fine tuning your dynamic at that point and how you want it versus skipping off some of the similar barriers that we all seem to have when we're starting out in different lifestyles or interests or kinks and things like that. Mm. I love
0: that. Yes. Oh, so-, so
2: that led you to
1: Quiver then. So you you were part of like all of those communities to begin with. So you're part of the LGBTQ, the the non monogamy or you know open relationship. Do you guys did you, did your husband and you play outside of your marriage or so, how does that work with um, your kink?
2: So yeah, that so we did. Start going to the ranch a lot. You know, like okay. my, my current husband, we, once I started to feel safe in this lifestyle, then I would go to the ranch by myself still um, at, when I was still seeing my first dom because, you know, he was in a marriage, so we weren't, mm-hmm. like, you know, exclusive or anything like that. And so I went to the ranch, and one night I was there, and I did see the people from Quiver. And I just asked them, like, you know, tell me about this. What do you do? Because I had seen other lifestyle platforms that were a little underwhelming to me. Right. My personal Uh, opinion. Like all of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They
1: seem very antiquated. antiquated. Yeah. Like if, if you're new to the lifestyle, I feel like you come in and you think, man, this swinger thing started when the internet started Mm. and they really haven't updated it since then. (laughs) No. Kind of stuck in that. It is.
2: And, and Quiver's not like that. It's Mm -mm. not just like swinger focused either. It's just lifestyle focused. So lifestyle is anything outside of the heteronormative. And I think that a lot of the, like, dating apps, even, like, Tinder or, like, uh, Bumble and things like that, like, they're still hookup apps, but they're more heteronormative focused. Oh, absolutely. Um, And some of the other lifestyle platforms are, like, heteronormative swinger focused. So... Quiver just kind of took that swinger heteronormative part out of it. So then we're just here for everybody. You know, it doesn't okay. matter so how fluid. you identify, very fluid. It doesn't matter how you identify kinky, not kinky. Sometimes you can be monogamous and you're just like, want to know people in the lifestyle or start to attending these events. So it's a safe place to explore events and get to know people, um, that are just going to be like-minded in a sense because we're all in the lifestyle without mm. like having specific you know reasons why we're there or anything like that mm-hmm. right i did meet my um husband at scarlet ranch and um, we were both there individually one night well no he was there on, on a date actually i was there by myself and we encountered each other at the beginning of the night we didn't talk to each other It was just a spoken moment between us and then at the end of the night when we were leaving we actually reconnected and started talking and um I don't know, up close, so we went outside and we started talking there and made out a little bit. And then Doug said, hey, you guys got to go because it was close for a while. So then we like made our way to the parking lot and um, our cars were parked next to each other. So we talked there for a little bit more and then his date needed to go home. She was, had a little, Few, too many drinks she was awesome like she i don't know like they had a great night or whatever but like we didn't hang out but they they sound like they had a great night but it was time for her to go home so they left and i left and then we just never stopped talking and oh, um, nice. so then um i understood as myself and a person that i wanted to explore a dom sub dynamic with um with jeremy I, like i call him sir and that i wanted to explore this dynamic with him he had curiosities i had enough experience that I felt like okay we can develop this together and then I won't have some of the repeat issues I did with like a new dom because I already like had learned so I could kind of guide him that role and we could make it our own which I thought was kind of nice because I still had a lot to learn you know so
1: there's a lot to go through walk us through that a little bit because I don't think that our community realizes that the the kink community really you almost have like a, a process that you mm-hmm. go through when you're developing your relationship yeah it's not just saying oh i like you you can tell me what to do yeah it's much deeper than that because really even as the sub you're in charge yeah and so explain to us how that looked when you guys were negotiating your dom sub roles
2: so for us it. I personally have to have a connection. I realized that, so when I did know that I wanted to start exploring this role with my with my sir, I broke it off with the. Previous person that I was seen, and because oh, okay. I I don't feel like I could be in my role to more than one person. Okay. There are lots of people though that do free explore like bondage and kink and dom sub dynamics with just other people. They don't necessarily do it with any of their like partners that they know, and they prefer stranger encounters for that. For me though. Um, it has to do with like my childhood and the way that I was brought up when I was younger. So for me, it's a, it's very cathartic and healing because when we're doing bondage, um, I, I'm a pain slut. I do love the pain. I love the whips. I love the paddles. I have quite a collection of all sorts of things. And, um, so for me, it's a, I have to trust you. You can't be striking me and, you know, mm-hmm. if I don't trust you. And so that was what took us the longest to develop. Um, and then I remember one night we had such a great session. You develop your subspace mm-hmm. after time to once you can feel relaxed and comfortable. Um, when starting out, I first did uh, blindfold and music in my ears and then have since to be able to create that space for myself um, without those tools. So that's part of what you in a developing phase, I think, um, and important education pieces like, oh, I hear about subspace. What is it? It's something that you learn to do in yourself and comes with comfort. It's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Yeah. So you, you have to, I feel like uh, when it comes to the kink side, first of all, you
1: have to take care of your body mm-hmm. because you're putting it under... A lot lot of pressure and stress. Mm -hmm. And so, but you also have to take care of your mind. That's the biggest part. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, people just think it's, oddly enough, they always revert to it being sexual. And a lot of times kink play is not sexual at all. It might not mean that you guys don't have sex after the fact, Mm -hmm. but when you're doing a scene, it's more the you know it sounds like you like more of the impact play and do you like Shabari and things like that as um, well?
2: I, I think it's awesome. We haven't really explored ropes together. It's like on our to do okay. list but we're just super busy. So it's like right. it would mm-hmm. literally be for us like to take classes or to like get our own ropes and like read a book. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? mm-hmm. So like we don't have time for that. But again with like a school like that you facilitate all these things and people can have their choice, right? Right. But um but so no, we're not. But yes, for us, it is a lot of the um, impact play, um, whips, paddles, restraints, um, mm. things like that. And just I, I like to be dominated. He likes to have that power. But as the bottom, yes, I am the one with the ultimate power. And for me, that's what it is. But it took a while to get there, years um, for us to develop you know where I could be in a really deep subspace Um we don't have a safe word be my body even when I don't feel it but I can he knows and there's some times that I've said no like we're not done he, your body's telling me what we're done and the next thing when <laughs> <shit stops>. I, <laughs> right. I've never met
0: him but I love him Yeah,
2: it's wonderful. the same thing
0: I do the same thing with he her does.
1: he knows because well and a, a lot of times he will say the opposite too I'll think I'm done and he'll go Oh no. No, you you're not. Some, you have some left in you, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and yeah. then I'm
2: like, oh, you're right. I'm not done. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. yeah, so you guys have a bondage dynamic. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I think it developed similar to the way that yours developed, where when we first got into this, it was more swinger heavy. Mm-hmm. I had never had that like ho phase or gone out to explore, you know, just different types of sex. i yeah. been in those different, like I'd never had a threesome before him. Um, none of or that. another woman. Another yeah. woman. Or anything, you that. know. And so he was willing to explore that with me. But then it's a lot of those communities overlap. Mm-hmm. just like what's happening at the share that's, mm-hmm. that's honestly the reason for the share is bringing all those communities together yep. because we can go to our local swingers club and it might be kink night mm-hmm. and so they might have shibari or uh, you know electric Electro. play mm-hmm. or um, you know different uh, impact plays on the you know on the cross different scenes going on and so you when we got exposed to that it was like oh wow and it was just a way i think for us you never stop growing with each other Mm -hmm. at that point because there's so many things to try yeah, and so many things to do that it never, it allows you to never get bored.
0: Just, yeah. yeah, Just like you said, you know, like we, we initially found the ranch or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, Oh wow. There's this whole other world that we knew nothing about. Right. And then it was like, but we only know like, this much. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh my God. Now we gotta start. Oh yeah. And so and then so you it's,
1: branch it's, out it's, and, yeah. more and, and more we and we found more. more community. You mm-hmm. know, the, the sanctuary and different places that are kink more kink centered. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so um, you know, it's just it's been fun to explore and, and figure out what
2: what you like and what you don't like
1: too. Ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. And when people
2: start to explore kink, they always think like, oh, I'm, I must be the only one I'm weird." You're not weird. Like it's, everybody does. Like mm-hmm. have right. something. It may not be like bondage or anything that maybe even falls under the kinky thing, but we all have what we like and we should be able to right. talk about it. And that and, and yeah, so that's another reason why I like Quiver too and why we do that and why we have taken away um, the heteronormative swinger from Quiver because it's not just That's about good. being like you know straight sex you know like mm-hmm. and and just being swingers. The lifestyle has so many different like branches to it. Yes, and we're not trying to fit everybody under the same umbrella. We want you to have a safe platform to do whatever it is you want to do with whoever you feel safe with, and to be able to safely find all these events and all of the um, places to go and. All of the even private events that, you know, happen mm. around because mm-hmm. you don't want to go to like a big club, but you do like oh, one of the barbecues that are somewhere or, you know, you're going on vacation and you don't want to go right. to like a lifestyle um, resort or something like that. Like we have all of those. There's like 500,000 members already. There's in seven countries. So we, oh, ha- wow. we have a big reach. Um, we just want to get people in this region to like know about um, right. Quiver and to be able to come and see what it's like. So well, that's one reason why we'll be at this share event tonight, to be able to promote that, get to meet people and show them there's something else out there that does encompass the kink community. However you identify, it doesn't matter what your sexual sexuality is, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking for right. or not looking for, just a place to To meet people and for people to hear our name and to know about quiver and to get excited about it you know because it's such a great platform super user friendly super secure Mm. um the owner michael does all of the verifications you know so every single person is verified so it really limits like catfishing and things like that Mm -hmm. and then the security measures we take like you can you can feel good about using this app on your phone you know and it's it's awesome so I'm excited to be able to show more people about that later on today absolutely where are
0: you busiest the most in Quiver um, Texas right now really oh, yeah okay te- I
2: mean te- everything's bigger in Texas I guess yeah. but like uh, Texas yeah the whole like south part of the country too does where like... the average norm would think that there's yeah. not swingers um, right Yeah. <laughs> right
1: it's a huge community they in Texas they have such oh.
2: great clubs too like their yeah. clubs down there are really awesome so if really you, yeah if you ever go to texas look it up look it up there's um the pendulum club they have like three locations um they go by tpc there's colette's i think they have two mm-hmm. locations oh yeah yep, yep. um but no the lifestyle in texas is huge and it does yes. feel contradictory to what you would With expect they- right? Yeah, right? oh it really my does, god that is expect. so Funny right yeah. now, is <laughs> it? So you would think, that, no, it's huge down there, and the and the people are great. Like, and they have a lot of fun. Like the events that they have, oh, there are a lot of fun, and it's places so that are like Arizona you... is like really on the low low though. Have really? you been to an mm-hmm. event though
1: in the lifestyle where you're like that wasn't fun? Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I mean,
2: there's been a couple of them that
1: we've been like, what no, the fuck? I mean,
2: <laughs>
1: but they've all been fun on some oh, yeah, level. Yeah. Maybe yeah. something was unexpected that yeah, happened in that exactly. night or something like that. But come on. I feel like once you have that openness and you take that veil off, everybody lets their guard down. Yes. And yes. they just they just don't give a fuck. The swinger community just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And so we, we've we just gotten to the point where we've let our guard down and you already know what I'm into and let's just have oh, a good time. Man. We're,
0: and we're let's all do here it, for the same thing.
2: And let's do it like it's Halloween every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that about the community. I think that no matter what you identify as, like poly, swinger, just non-monogamous in general, because it right. all is like poly's non-monogamy, right? That's mm-hmm. ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Swinging is ethical non-monogamy. Like it's all, it, it's all in that. Sex like, positive. Yeah, Yeah, sex positive. It just really is and all in that lifestyle. And so I think that no matter um, what you are, the people in the life, like any lifestyle that's alternative lifestyles are just wonderful and right. all encompassing and just so accepting. And you just really feel like, wow, these people are just so different than the regular world. Right. These oh are my God. people. Even if you're
1: not fucking them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would say we don't fuck 95% of the com- yes. people that we come into contact with, but that doesn't mean that we don't connect with them and have fun with them and mm-hmm. relate to them on another level or even travel with them. But we just might not play, but we're into the same thing yeah. and taking that, that like I said, taking that stigma away mm-hmm. and lowering everybody's defenses just makes everybody have a better time, you mm-hmm. know, more natural and in, in the moment.
2: You can be free to be yourselves without wearing like that sensor. Like, oh my gosh, is this, is what i say? Like going to offend right. them? And are even, they judging me? Yeah. You are know? they? They're yes. just not. And I think that people with that kind of thinking, like that forward thinking are just different as a whole. Like you can have respectful political conversations with them and they can say, well, I respectfully agree to disagree with you about whatever it is, lifestyle things, anything, and you can have that, that open thinking. And I think that that's what the rest of the world isn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that they just allow everything that they've been taught and that have like been wrong with people over generations that make it harder for people in the lifestyle to be accepted as normal, whatever that means, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and everything that we do monogamous quiver share events, it's all breaking down those walls so that we can just, be open and about ourselves, and not have to say, "Oh, can I be myself?" And know mm-hmm. when you can let your hair down fully. You're not just afraid of that, you know. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah. But some of the friends that we've brought into this, you know, and taken to a couple of different events, have just have come away going like, "Wow." Like everybody is just so different. That so, I expected. They're, they're, yeah, they're so much more open, and you know, like loving, and you know, like there's there's not all these stigmas of you know, oh, you're like messing with my husband or whatever yeah. else, you know. And they have good communication, and it's just they always say the same thing. Wow, it's completely not what I expected.
2: It's not. I think any foundation for. For any type of like lifestyle that is ethical, non-monogamy is that trust basis, right? You have to have mm-hmm. that great foundation before you guys can start branching out, or can feel comfortable with this, because you have to have that like, really deep trust and communication between you guys in order for you to come to that point where you can feel the compersion for your partner after they're telling you about. It. Be so right. excited to like, oh my gosh, like you just spend the night with this person. I've been so excited to hear all about it. Tell me everything, or tell right. me what like whatever it is that they want to hear, like mm-hmm. you know between the two maybe some people don't want to know everything some people do but either way you can feel that excitement for them and that joy in them branching out and doing this right. I mean if everybody's honest there's not one relationship that is completely wholly fulfilled by one other person if you expect one other person to fill all of your cups you're going to have a lot of empty glasses laying around Right? Mm-hmm. like you just can't be everything to one person and so you either come to a point where you can accept that and there's Always room for compromise in relationships, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes it can feel stale if you guys don't have that understanding. You know, not every relationship has to be open, but there has to be a way for you to fill each other's cups in one way or the other. Right? And I think understanding that we either have come to a point where we accept and honor that I can't be all these things to you, and we're happy in our relationship, or and that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Or you start to branch out and see other things. Like I realize that. You have this desire to be with women, and you have this desire to explore this bondage or kink. You have this desire to just open up our relationship. I can't be all of these things for you, but you could go meet somebody else that can, or you can do this. And um, sir and I do only play with other people together. Okay. We've tried to see other people separately mm-hmm. and it just never worked out like it's like part of our joy is each other in it and experience mm-hmm. it together right? so it, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly that's our, where like we find our pleasure like, ours too yeah, yeah. Ours it's just too. like a watching him like with other people yep. and I love that so we've just found that it just enhances our experience the most when we're together. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing about like every dynamic, like not every dynamic has to be like that. Like I know so many dynamic people play separately or together, like whatever works out. And that's amazing. And we have talked, like we've tried that and we've talked about maybe like one day, but we just, we don't have the desire to because we do fulfill each other so well sexually. We have such a great like sexual relationship Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily have a lot of those needs that are not being met by one another. So for us, it's the experience and exploring people, making friends and connections versus, like, the sex part. So I think we started out, like, as swingers. But now we would say that we're just more of, like, wanting, like, the connection and the relationships and the experience. And if it leads to sex, like, that's awesome. Right. But we're not, like... We don't see it the same. Like, you know, like we don't see it the same as we do. And you go through a growth Mm -hmm. period, right? Because I think that some people, once they get
1: opened to the idea of non monogamy and they've talked to their partner, now we're on the same page. We can do it. They want to go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, oh, we can fuck her and we can fuck him and we can fuck them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and it's easy to be like the kid in the candy store and let's try it all. Let's try it all. But the average swinger only plays three times a year. Yeah. The average number yeah. is three times a year. And I think the great thing is that you can determine how fast or slow you wanna go. You wanna go as fast as the slowest pineapple, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, <laughs> and so you wanna you wanna make sure that both everybody's comfortable. And if that means that you're playing every week or every day even. That's your prerogative. You can structure your relationship on your needs and how and what works for both of you or
2: what works for you, really. And it's about, like, what you want long-term, too. Like, for us, right. like, like, I hate to say this the way this is going to sound, but, like, we've had so many sexual experiences that are just, like, casual in the swinging lifestyle that we're, like – oh, let me see your tits. Oh, I remember you. Yeah, like, I don't know your name. I can't remember your face, but I know we did something, right? Like, oh, no, you have clothes on. You look so different. I so say I was, that all
1: the time. Yeah, like I, I uh, Miss Maureen. Uh-huh. Maureen. God damn it, Maureen. I didn't even recognize you with clothes on. Yeah, I know. exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> are you? Did you
2: please put your legs up? Oh, right. that's right. Who <laughs> are I, you? Yeah, right you? And so, like, we just want something that's more... Um, like we want to know the people you know we want to right. know people mm-hmm. and that's actually like the harder part too i think casual experiences um can be easier at, at sometimes like because you don't have to do like the conversation or worry about the chemistry you just worry about like the cool part of it right and so i think that like that's anything that you go through in your life, how you evolve. Like, okay, I've had enough of this experience. I want to see what's next. Right. And so now we're just more focused on like, we really want free, like friends in the lifestyle. We have some like close friends, each of us does and that we're close connected to, two, but it's just different when you're in a different type of lifestyle to have people mm-hmm. that just really relate to who you are, like wholly right. and don't have a lot of questions, you know, like I had Not one. Not even just questions, but you don't have to like Censor
1: yourself. Yeah. You don't have to go, oh shit, I can't say this here. Yeah. Or I can't talk Everything about this good. here. You can just, yeah, be normal and just talk about life. Or, or you see
2: people's eyes and you're like, oh yeah, we don't, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Gosh. I know I had one friend that um, anytime that she knew like that I was going to an event or specific, like I just stopped like Talking to her a lot about stuff, she would say, "Oh, it's story time." And I'm like, "I don't want to tell stories. Like, it's not stories. You can either come and see what this lifestyle is like for yourself, or like stop talking because at some point you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this. Like, this is like story time. This is just my life and like who I am." And mm. but
1: for her, she was probably living vicariously through you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was maybe something that she wanted to try, but the closest she could get to trying it was listening
2: to your stories. Yeah, and she could have like I give her so many so many opportunities, but you get tired of that. Like you get tired right. of being like. The person like with like the secrets that everybody wants to hear and stuff right. like it's because that's what we're trying not to do. We're it's, like and so when you right, surrounded, it should be normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you have a community of people that you're just surrounded with all the time, they're in the lifestyle. Like you don't have, you can just be authentic one hundred time, and you don't have to feel exhausted. People who don't understand or have curiosities but won't take that next step for themselves, you know. Oh my right. God,
0: we're right there with you. Man. There's there's <laughs> a couple couples that we go out with. They're uh, same thing every yeah. single time. And- they're all. Oh my god! Tell us what you guys been doing. Yeah, <laughs> who have you interviewed, yeah. and what are their t- stories? And I'm like, dude, listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like, like well, yeah, it just go, so well.
2: happens you can find all that information. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and, and if,
0: uh, do you want to go out with yeah. us? You know, because like right. we get, we can go out Saturday or, or Friday or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, no, no. no. And we're just like, dude, well, you know, stop.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. Please. It's like fun at first, or you want to give them the information, but it gets exhausting after a while, you know? So I think that we would like to just have some some more solid friendships, having that lifestyle, and then longer term, like sexual partners too, because. Then there's that comfort and a really good sex, I think, comes from getting to know each other, too. Boom. Casual mm-hmm. experience is like super hot and like fun and exciting. But I think the chemistry is you really are like, oh, yeah, you've got to push my good buttons. You know? mm-hmm. Right. So, and, That's and, when and, it takes it to the next level. And those are the experiences. And so, yeah, that is the next level, right? Is like like having really intimate connections so that you can really be having like what pleasure is like in that full capacity, I think. Right. For sure. Yeah, see. So Quiffer,
1: what's its goal? So it wants to expand here in this region, Mm -hmm. but you guys are ultimately wanting to be worldwide?
2: Well, we are in seven countries already, but Mm -hmm. yeah, like obviously we would like to be the biggest known platform for lifestyle. And we want people to know that we're not just another swingers app. We're just an all-inclusive lifestyle platform that is open to everything. There's like nothing special. Specific. In fact, the further from heteronormative you are, the probably better you are for you know, okay. and, and oh, all the people yeah. that are there. But that oh, doesn't yeah. mean
1: that your neighborhood swinger can't join queer. Oh, it's no. open to everybody. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly.
2: We just know that there are like. Really known platforms here Mm -hmm. in Denver Mm, that everybody's used to, and it really does seem more um, archaic. And it's just like you said that their their platform is just really outdated and not user friendly. It's not user friendly at all. It's a nightmare to be on the computer, and then it's just it's just it just looks bad. It just looks bad. And so um, it's we have something that's very user friendly, very secure. I know for a fact that 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 our biggest competitor, our security measures are worlds beyond theirs. And that's what people you. offer. And it starts Thank with you. us hand verifying every single person that signs up for, are either verified in person because they've met you and, um, and or one of the ambassadors has met you. We verified you in person when you sign up, or um, you go through verification process and that's done by hand. And so th- there's no, like, I wouldn't say there's no, like we do catch people once in a while that slip through somehow, but mm-hmm. there's a very small chance of being catfish or something artificial or just not knowing what you're getting. And then the other thing about Quiver is it is really, it's kind of classy, you know? It's like very user-friendly. The way that it's set up is just beautiful. It's an app, a super simple app on your phone. Just like everything else, you have Facebook. You have your Quiver app right there. Boom, pop it up. You don't even have to um, get on a computer if you don't want to. And, um, I forgot what I was going to say. That, that's but it's okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's really easy to use and we love it. And so we do want people in the Denver area and this like region to start using it more. And a lot of people are just more reluctant to something new because they've been using this, um, like kind of like outdated platform for a while and they're like well I've already just been on it for so long so why try something else well let me give it to you for free and then you can try it Mm -hmm. and so that's what we're doing Like, and with you guys we have the monogamish Q code that you can use and go on to um, Quiver and so the website is www.quiver.us and um, when you're signing up for that um, you go in where it says for a Q code and you're going to put in monogamish in all capital letters spelled M-O-N-O-G-A-M-I-N sh and that no dash get, no dash no, no dash. dash for that one um and that will get you your 45 days platinum access which is full access to quiver to set up yourself um and see how much you're going to love it and i know that you will so then there's some really affordable um options after that there's like the gold platform it's like $12 monthly and um, the platinum god, that's platform not bad at all. no not at all the god. platinum platform is $30 quarterly so very affordable it's like the damn near the same price it, yeah it, right they are oh my so, god I, that's why I say like, let me give it to you for free because then once you see it and compare it, you're going to be like,
0: why was
1: I
2: even, what, why what took I me did? so long? Yes, exactly. But
1: I think and that's, that's what we're important hoping, so. for our listeners because there's so many, there's, there's, oh, yeah. you know. Thirty plus apps at this point. There really is, or websites, or you know, some of them don't have apps apps. Some of them are just straight websites, and you have to go online. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that portion of Quiver that it's an app, and you don't have to actually secure app, on. and that it's, it's a really secure, yeah, um, because Damn. some of those less known apps are really just scams they're Mm -hmm. trying to fish your photos
0: adult friend finder yep I'm looking at you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're trying to get you know get your photos they're trying to sell them at other places there's a lot of catfishing scams that go on there people aren't verified those things are very important because we want to keep the community safe and your information safe Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and we want to make sure that it's like really limits predatory options because unfortunately you know that's just something that is a problem and no No matter matter what 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 website yeah Mm -hmm. that do to stop it. it really is Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that right. happens on every platform, and that's why we have such a secure um, thing. And so, f- for the fellas, if you go on as a single male, you do get the still the access, but you do have to pay ten dollars for your first like upfront to be able to access that and we do that because um nothing against the men we love you guys but there does seem an abundance and right and and Freaking you know and, and well I mean it's like I hate to say it because like I like men are amazing and they don't get enough credit and I do think that they get in that predatory group more than women do and I can tell you that in the lifestyle a lot of times women can be bigger offenders than men because they think oh, that because you're a woman I can touch you or every woman wants to be touched by another woman mm. right. and mm-hmm. I, th- I think that women break that consent boundary just as much as men do and it's just not as talked about mm-hmm. so I hate to say that like you know and it's something that we've looked into and played with a lot but it does just seem that it does provide that extra safety barrier for our community if we just have the men kind of pay that small fee up front. It's um, them taking a commitment too. It is, right. They're not
1: just looking at this app as, oh, I'm going on here to get a quick hookup. Mm-hmm. Yes. that If you want that, go, go to, to Tinder because that's free. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, go to Field or, or one of the other ones. But if you want an actual connection or to find like-minded people mm-hmm. and you want to get into this, then I think that it's paying that, it's $10. But, right. But
2: having some sort of commitment to yes. it
1: will we'll weed out the, the yes, the people. And then
2: the single women and then couples accounts, you get that full access for free 100%. Um, and so I know I, I hate, like that's, the awkward part of the conversation I hate when like single men I'm like I'm sorry it's nothing against you but like I think people for the most part understand and are comfortable with that and it's the true like any type of lifestyle event usually there for single men it is a little more expensive a little or You have to yeah. come with you have to come as a couple with somebody you know and, and things like that to offset that mm-hmm. and make sure that there's a balance of you know couples and single women and like that because so, like right. you
0: said there's just so many of them out there Yeah, you know and it's just it's sad sometimes because I'm just like damn but single you know, men like, are fun yeah no, they, <laughs> they are. They are. are. That's why I said we
2: love the men. We love the single men. Yes. Like it's nothing like personal because I know that it can be just really one person ruins it for everybody. You know, and it, that's but, kind of the case. Yeah.
1: It's in, unfortunately, within the community, they've kind of
2: put themselves in that corner. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's what I say too. And and again, it's a lot of like lack of education. A hundred percent. You know, so. Something that Quiver may be doing later on would be educational pieces for, you know, couples branching out into the lifestyle or, you know, single people branching out into the lifestyle. And how can we help you learn proper etiquette and how to appropriately have these conversations? And on Quiver, you'll find that, like, we really do encourage people to use their faces in their photos. You're going to find so much more connections if you are just 100% in front with who you are and use your faces. And you. one of the things that we promote is, and that I specifically talk about is that because we're such a secure platform, Platform and we are full of members at the quality level that we are, that you don't really have to worry about things like discretion, that most of the people that are on Quiver are professionals um, that are like, you know, in higher standing positions, sometimes mm-hmm. powerful positions, sometimes they're teachers, doctors, you know, people that you might get pushed back from in your immunity if they find out that you're in an alternative lifestyle right. but they are just normal people and should have the right to be who they are too so discretion is something that is heavily honored by members across quiver and it's not usually Gosh. a problem and things like that so people can really feel safe with the events that they're going to with the people that they're meeting um you know both like virtually by talking through um, Quiver or in person if it if it goes there and know that they're not going to be like outed later on or they're going to worry about things that keep people from coming out to these lifestyles or branching out extreme third. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Well, yes, absolutely. Visit Quiver, again, w- and w- it's w- important to
1: have that
2: www yep. yes. www.quiver.us, and because it is a safe, secure site, that www is important. Yes, Good
1: absolutely. Stuff. Oh my gosh. So where do you see your relationship headed in the future? Do you guys think that you'll stay in this kink dynamic? Do you think it'll grow?
2: Yeah, It and it does every day, um, and it really, it's such a great dynamic because Um, a dom sub dynamic is not just about, um, you know, bondage and kink. In fact, there are dom sub dynamics that don't have a bondage or kink dynamic to them. It's just about that power exchange. Right. So for us, it really helps um, with everything in general. It helps keep me grounded. It helps keep me focused. It helps him stay on track too, because we have this really deep connection obligation to one another. So when I'm feeling a bit out of sorts, he'll send me to the corner and I have a spot in my closet and I will stand in the corner and just two or three minutes and I come back and I'm like refresh and reset. And that's my reminder just like from him. That's a loving reminder to say, Hey, I see that you're like feeling a bit much right now, and so maybe you need to step away from the situation, and it, it can apply to whatever it is, you know, like staff members, work, family. I keep going to the grocery store it stresses me out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, her too. I like, feel <laughs> like, the grocery store are just like so like crazy. I'm like, so, just let me get my avocado Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we live in a tourist town, so like if you go to store on oh, a Friday, God. you may not even have groceries that you need for the weekend because they got all. Bought up by the tourists. Oh. We love tourists, but it's just, I hate the grocery store. This one, wait. So if I like go stand in time out for a few minutes, and it's, and we call it time out, you know, for a few minutes before I do daunting tasks to me, then I can just feel like, ah, okay, it's a nice breather, you know, or when I come in store, maybe I also, right. But mm. I just think it applies to every situation. And you don't have to go stand in the corner in a closet, but I think sometimes it's in general time out, a self type. like, it's good hell for us, you know? yes. We
1: yes. Just and, take a breath. Yeah. Just breathe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just breathe, A couple so. deep breaths. Uh I remember hearing that back in the day when my mom would watch Oprah. Oprah would say, sometimes you just have to sneak away from the party and go into the bathroom (laughs) and sit on the toilet, not even using the toilet, but just take like six deep breaths and zen yourself out. And I think that can happen in a lot of, especially post-COVID. Yeah, because we were so secluded for a while Mm -hmm. that sometimes like this past weekend, it's been a zoo down here the Great American Beer Festival and Oktoberfest and and there's concerts and just people everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just need to go up into my little perch up into the studio and just have a Zen moment to get away from all these people and. Take a breather. And just relax. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I don't know what your guys' dynamic is like. If you guys just do like bonnets together, if you have like a dom-sub dynamic too or not. But if so, but for us, it, it's a, a whole lifestyle and it really makes us better in general. Oh, 100%. Really? 100%,
1: we definitely do have a dom-sub um, Dynamic. I would say I'm a little bit more of a brat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to push his buttons. I can and- see that about you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, she looks like it. Uh, she looks like a troublemaker.
3: Uh-huh. So I like to, As
1: as Drew knows, he sees it. He's, um, He's pervy to it on multiple occasions. I just like to kind of push his buttons a little bit and then, you know, make him react. Yeah. Um, But it's definitely, yeah, he's my sir, Mr. Fullwood. Mm. I love it.
2: I I think that um, I try to brat sometimes unintentionally. I'm not really a good brat. (laughs) brat. And like usually (laughs) sir is like, just tell me what you need because he doesn't speak brat. So he's like, I would, I try to express it as brat and he's like, just tell me what it is that you want. Like, I need okay. a spanky. yeah. Give yeah. me yeah. 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 one of those. That's really Why? what I'm asking you for is yeah. exactly that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really just shove me up against the thing with your hand around my throat and right. just take me out of the reality for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. I'm there right you there go. You.
1: <laughs> but it's fun because that dynamic changes. I feel like for, I've always been submissive to, to a point, not outside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the fucking boss and yeah. like, I'm going to take care of shit and outside of the bedroom so for me it was also just letting go of that control is so freeing mm-hmm. like oh i don't have to worry about taking care of everything here he knows how my body works i know that that at very least i'm getting you know half a dozen <laughs> orgasms every time yeah. we have a session yeah and so i don't have to stress about it like it just allows that extra relaxation mm-hmm. and i feel like once you have that relaxation that's when your orgasms go to like Another level. level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because you're
2: not thinking about things too much. And that's exactly how I am. I run... All my shit. I I run two businesses. I run my family. I've always been a very dominant female in real mm-hmm. life. So the last thing that I want to do is be dominant in my relationship or in my bedroom. Right. Yep. I, I, aside from the sex sexist like stuff, um, in 1950s housewife, that is like my dream. Like I don't want to necessarily like be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, right? So I want to mm-hmm. like be me. So take away like all the sexism, but just the way that men were with women, I think in that time frame is I. Think, my idea of how I like a man be. Like men very much were the providers and the caregivers and the women were the nurturers. And so in my own like private relationship, that's the role that I want to take. I want a man that like man's in, in people with it's very strong head of a family like I said right. take away all the sexism because there's so many yeah. things like people like 1950s yeah. what the hell's wrong with you like <laughs> right. but I think you can follow along what I'm saying right in that time men were the head of the family women right and followed their lead and there's a respectful dynamic how that, and when you have that relationship where we each take our natural roles because I do th- that some people say Stacy Sacha, what's wrong with you saying you know men are the leaders women are the providers but we do have these natural things about us that are built it's naturally soft men are naturally the comfort and that safety Mm -hmm. so that's for us Mm -hmm. one of the things that we have in our and as a dom so because i can just really let my guard down and i can try to lead so that even if i have to run everything else in my life i don't have our relationship Mm -hmm. okay that's right so for me
1: i would say it's uh, not the fifties relationship. Like we've always done things untraditional. Mm -hmm. He was the stay at home dad for a long time with our kids for years and years and years while I worked outside of the house. But it's like two pieces of a puzzle. We complemented each other really well that I wouldn't even say that it was me being more dominant and him being, or him being more dominant. It's just that we both knew like our roles. And I think that's the biggest thing is if you're very clear in what is expected in your relationship and you have that communication, then you can make any dynamic work.
2: Yeah. And I guess that's what I mean. Like for me, I compare it to like the 1950s when where the women were like the softer, like, right. It, you know, because I, do run everything my life you know so Mm -hmm. and it allows you to really step into
1: your feminine energy Mm -hmm. when you're
2: when you're that nurturer yes that's part of it like i just want to be taken care of like right and and i've been in charge of everything my whole life and so i just don't want to be in charge of that part of it like i want to know that i can have a partner that equal power exchange i think we're saying the same Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ways absolutely Mm -hmm. because it's a total power exchange it
1: really is it really is but it's also a respect thing yes and and in order to have that power change you have to have that level of respect there because I know that if like now kind of roles have reversed Mm -hmm. now I don't work well we both work on this yeah time like you do work yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, in terms of a traditional job outside the house now I'm more in in the house with the kids more often and so he's gotten to step into that role and it's a mutual respect but also we're just very clear on what you know is expected of one another and mm-hmm. we know and operate really well together yeah
2: i think anytime you have a partnership where you guys kitchen is like yes just really nice.
1: mm-hmm. yes and mm-hmm. that
2: communication
1: travels to your other relationships yes like once you master it with your partner i feel like then my communication is much better with my producer yeah or with my children or with you know anybody friends yes it, that communication is such a vital piece like I just wish non swingers would learn that part of it. Yes. Because there's
0: just, yeah. Non lifestyle people, right. In general, non lifestyle Mm -hmm.
1: people, like just your traditional heteronormative monogamous people would learn that extra level of communication because that can improve those relationships so much more. Mm -hmm. But there's this, You know, stigma of, I can't tell them that. I can't talk about that.
2: Or
0: it's so weird that, you know, like people look at us or, you know, like vanilla people, you Mm -hmm. know, in our family as well. And they go, like, you guys are like... Doing that, like we can't listen to you, right? You know, even though we have the best relationship, they're they're, they're going. You know, they're going. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about, you Uh, know? Like, and we're going, dude. What are you talking about? You guys fight every day,
2: right? What the fuck? I tell people all the time, like you know, the strongest relationships and marriages that I've ever met are from people that are in alternative lifestyles Mm -hmm. because you do have that level of communication, right? You do have that ability to say, like this this is actually something that I didn't expect to make me uncomfortable. It's never made me uncomfortable before, but it makes me uncomfortable now. Mm -hmm, Whereas most people would say, well, I've allowed this in the past, so I must just have to accept this. Like there is room for change and growth in everything that you do. Mm
3: -hmm, You don't
2: have to be one way or the other, like fully your, your roles with each other, your dynamics switch and change. You said, you know, Mm -hmm. is this something that we see for um, my sir and I, like that we see like long term and stuff. Well, yeah, we do right now, but who knows like what it, would be like in five years, like our dynamic has already changed Just in the last like six years where we were more like swinger based. And now we're more, you know, looking at like the connections and we've talked about if we met like a family or um, a couple that like echoed kind of our energy like, like a poly cool. like that sounds right cool like two moms two dads like oh my god you know that's mm-hmm. amazing and then I just like in that I think we're the best friends you know mm-hmm. and like I just think that it would be so like to touch on what you said earlier it's
1: you can build that foundation and once that foundation's there then you can decide if it's going to be a condo or a house yeah or you know a ranch style house mm-hmm. or a two level house you yeah. can build that your relationship and that can change you can remodel that house and now yeah. add an addition
2: <laughs> yeah, it's you're so never fluid. stuck with, like, one thing right. or the other. As know. long as you have that good, solid foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it lasting it creates a lasting, you know.
1: Absolutely. Really does. Mm-hmm. So if people want to hear from you or if they want to invite you to talk or yeah. you know,
2: anything like that, where would we find you? I would love for people to reach out to me. Um, like, you can email me at, um, on my Quiver email. It's sacha, which is S-A-A-T-C-H-A at quiver.us. Um, But you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's uh, my name is spelled S A A T C H A and then Fox F O X X. So, two A's, two X's. Mm-hmm. Such a fox, yeah. Such a, such fo- a, such a, a fox, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, but you can like reach out to me on social media, email me, however you're comfortable. Find me on Quiver. Sign up for Quiver on Quiver. The name that we go by is Sexy Whore 5280. So, yes. there you fine. go. Representing the D town. So, <laughs> um, you can find us on there. We'd love for you to friend us on there there check out sir and i and um yeah if you have any questions you'd like to me to come make an appearance you want to know more about quiver or anything else uh, i would love to hear from everybody perfect wanna,
0: hey thank you so much yes, again God, absolutely. this has been amazing thank yes, you
2: guys for really having appreciate. me all the conversations you guys <laughs> are wonderful it's oh yeah. thank you thank oh, you
0: God, thank you
2: all right it's just you know where to find us
1: uh, catch us next week for great brand new episode we'll mm-hmm. recap what's what happened at the share event that's oh, tonight. Yes. Oh, i know i know we're gonna have a great week coming up so we appreciate you issues we'll see you next time bye